Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. What's up, everybody? Another episode here of Daddy vs. Doctor. Man, did we get hit in the mouth. Uh, we cover... That's not where we got hit in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the truth. We're talking micropenis, people. You ever hear of that? It's a condition. Also, talking about foamy urine and very special guest one of the nicest men unbelievable walker hayes today on daddy vs doctor all right this this uh got so much response the last time we did it we decided we got to open up the mailbag. <laughs> Look at that. Again. Open up the mailbag. We're going to jump right in to the bag. So uh, what do you got? Who? Uh, All right. Who's asking questions? All right. We got Steve and Lisa from Hartford, Connecticut, and they are asking, we are expecting our first baby girl and want to know what we should have on hand at home when she arrives. Okay. We all need the same thing, and I think we go a little over the top with what parents get these days. Mm -hmm. Like, what did you, I mean, did you have, like, wipes that were warm, like heated wipes? I used them. Well, I was going to ask you, if you don't have them for yourself, your baby doesn't need yeah. them. You use heated wipes? Bro, you ever used like, a heated wipe before? No, but still? Oh, bro. No, not now. I mean, but like during the... But why not keep, I'm, why not keep it up? It's, it's just great. There, you know, I'm like, oh, we'll get a heated what wipe. What was the craziest thing you were Lana bought? It's not that we bought. This is the dumbest thing we did. All right. Was childproof the house. Yeah, but that's later. But when you're bringing the baby home, like the, the gear you had, like here's the thing. The baby needs one place to sleep. How many places did you buy for the baby to sleep? We had a crib. And, and a bassinet. And? That's it. Yeah. I'm sure there was a carrier. I'm sure there was a swing. I'm sure there was a... Well, they don't sleep in a swing. swing. People. Oh, oh, no. We did have a swing. Yeah, exactly. We no. did have a swing. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot of stuff. That's yeah, right. No, and it's all good, fun stuff. Um, I think they need... You need diapers. You need diaper wipes. Yeah. You need a lot of onesies. That's all they wear. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to buy you the cute outfits and how many pairs of socks are they going to buy you? Everybody buys you the socks that look like shoes. Very mm -hmm. cute. Um, so diapers, diaper wipes, onesies, a place to sleep, bassinet or crib. Um, high chair. High chair. Well, no, high chair is like six months old. You don't need it right when they come home. Yeah, but like this is stuff that you would have. Bottles. Bottles. Bottles, a thermometer. Did you say bibs? Bib, a no, bib? They're not eating yet. Well, bro, eating? you're not getting this. You're not like giving. You're not giving. You're not, you're not going. Okay, not, six months. Go get bibs. Yeah, I think you're there's just stages. This all at once. You want everything. So basics. You needed what you just stated. Yeah. Is there anything out of the ordinary that you've seen in your twenty some odd years of pediatrics where it wasn't uh it wasn't either invented or wasn't uh, prescribed back 20 years ago that you're like wow this invention really changed the game well the one we see the most probably are like nursing pillows you know there's a million of those pillows that the moms have oh, on their yeah, lap yeah, yeah. to nurse yeah, yeah. and i remember when my mom saw that she goes well, was it why would you buy that and i'm like well what did you do she's like pillow 
like it's just a, a pillow from the bed or nothing, right? And they they make them a four, you know, they're all the different coverings. Genius. Well, those pillows actually strap to yeah, you. they strap so, on, so you could walk around the house with a pillow strapped to you while the baby nurses. Yeah, you've obviously never nursed a baby before because nobody walks around nursing the baby. I, I, well, if you just in case you had to get up, <laughs> it's available. Yeah, that's your job. I'm nursing the baby, Sebastian. Go do something. Wow. But yes, all right. So break it down. Simple things: diapers, diaper wipes, onesies, probably swaddling blankets, a place to sleep, thermometer, and then you're gonna have some diaper uh, uh, creams uh, and moisturizer me, creams. Let me hit you with the thermometer. Baby shampoo. Yeah, I guess there is a bunch of stuff. Baby thermometer. Yeah. Kids two months. Yeah. Best way to take the temperature. So under two months rectal only because it needs to be super accurate and makes a difference. After that, under the arms fine. Okay. Do you recommend the guns? Later, it's fine because whether it's 101 or 105, the number doesn't matter. Um, they're not always the most accurate. And where do you put the gun? Here? Temple? Oh, my where? God. What do you mean? Oh, my God. No, but I've done it here. You're it's thinking, hot. You're, I've done it here. It's not. You're think, I, I'm across the thing like this. You're thinking way too much. On the head, there's no, there's no good place. Aim, so depends how big your forehead is. Just aim somewhere on the forehead. All right. Ay, ay, ay. This is this is my theory on the temperature, the, wow. the thermometer in the house. Yeah. And I don't know if you went through this as a parent, or still going through it. Every thermometer we have in the house don't work. Yeah. Every time I go and take a temperature, I take it out. My wife, that one doesn't work. You, what the hell are we saving this you thing for? Prob you probably in? have the old mercury ones that Remember drop, and then you, you have a toxic leak going on. <laughs> um, but the one thing I – gratuitous plug. So in my book, Eat, Sleep, Poop, in the beginning, there's a checklist of what you need that you can literally rip off and just checklist what you need to buy before the baby comes. You could have just said that at the beginning of this. We could have saved ourselves 12 I, minutes. Well, I just <laughs> – you ever put a rectal <laughs> thermometer in your mouth? Not on purpose, but like by accident. A rectal thermometer? Why? Yeah, There's... because my mom, I remember as a kid taking my temperature and then after saying to my father, like, oh my God, I just gave him the rectal one. And it was, she did it. Oh, uh, wow. You know. <laughs> I, I, I assume it was clean, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. These oh, are memories. God. This is why I go to therapy. <laughs> so, uh, again, the, the mailbag, as you could see, it's, it's full just, of it's something. Full of shit. <laughs> it's full of something. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Email your questions or uh, to the mailbag at daddyversusdoctor at gmail.com. And hopefully we'll get to them on the show. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family. Hi. So I wrote in uh, my question. I actually solved the, the solution with my son, but this question is what signs um, could have been more um, visible to me as a parent. So from the time my son was a young age, his penis um, was really small. Um, I guess one of the terms. I'm was sorry, we had a glitch right when you said that. Can you repeat that? So, from the time he was born, his penis was very small. Like 
it, the term that was online was micro penis. Oh wow! Um, and apparently, it, I know, right? Um, so apparently, it's a hormone issue um, from when they're born, and there are things that can be done when they're born. I guess, um, like hormone therapy, it has to be something with like the brain. I don't know. You, as a doctor, you probably know the terminology better, but. Um, until they reach puberty, apparently there's a way to resolve this, this problem. And it has actually nothing to do with them when they grow up. It's just a hormone imbalance and they need certain therapy. And what I was told is when they're babies, the solution is a little bit easier than when they're like 10 years old. Now my son is 12. So at 10 years old, he started to look into the, the problem and um, he's been seen by a specialist. I guess my thing is besides, you know, the size, you figure they're babies. So maybe that's a, a normal thing. It's a little boy. So his penis isn't going to be huge. But um, what would be like other signs or something that parents should be aware of if there's like a hormone issue before they hit puberty? All right. Listen, I got a, I got a lot to talk about on the micro penis. A topic dear and dear, dear, dear to your my heart. heart. I, dear I, my, I think I might I'm, still be dealing it's with it. I mean, I'd be insulted um, that she called to ask you this question. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, listen, all aimed sorry, I don't nothing. Know. Listen. I don't know anything about anybody else's penis size, but um, I'm a woman and have two boys. So, you know, I figure this is a problem. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I, I I looked at, at Caruso's yeah. penis when he was first born. I looked at it. I saw it when I was changing his diaper. Now, I don't know what I was expecting, right. but I was looking at it going, all right, is that, is that going to change? Like, it, it wasn't, I don't expect it to be like a, like a hog. <laughs> but I was expecting it to have a little, you know, something yeah. to, no, I thought I, I thought you know? it was weird when I came in and you had a tape measure and you were like, "Yeah, yeah, it was interesting." It, yeah. First of all, let, let let me let me go. Is penis size hereditary? The age old question. There's been a couple of penises that I've come upon uh, when I've examined babies that are extremely actually on the opposite, like large, and that you're like, hmm, like a but th but then. Wait, when, wait, when, hold on. Yeah. You can't skip over that. Yeah. You're examining a baby. Yeah. And you take down the diaper and, you, yeah. and you're like. And then as like a grown a... man, I'm a little jealous. Uh, okay. So right. he's got like a man dick. He's, it's, it's larger than I would expect in a small child. Okay. And then when I say that, but I usually don't, I'm just like, oh, you know, maybe they're going to charge you extra for the circumcision, make a dumb comment like that. The dads usually puff up like very, like, obviously it's from them. Yeah, and yeah. then with a straight face, I typically tell them it comes from the maternal side of the family to watch them deflate. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, but there's, yeah, there's some genetic component there okay. from somebody. Have you heard of micropenis? Yeah. So micropenis, not... Super common, obviously, as far as a true medical condition. And it is very hard because babies' penises do not look big. The other thing that babies tend to be very chubby and fat, and then the area above the penis, which is the suprapubic area uh, or fat pad, causes the penis to look small. So, like, babies have, like, peekaboo penises, right? 
This is is this making you hung on? Oh God! You know, I'm, when when Lana and I are getting intimate, I'm gonna tell her, take a look at my fat pants. <laughs> so, you know, you know that area above, right? So the penis looks very tiny, and then often it's like hidden, and you gotta sort of pop it out. And and usually as the baby grows and thins out, the penis gets bigger, and you don't notice it. So you're right. Sometimes it's hard in and of itself to tell from penis size that there's an underlying hormone deficiency. A lot of times there's other issues. Was he diagnosed with something like panhypopituitarism or growth hormone deficiency or? It was a hormone thing. I don't know the exact um, medical term for mm-hmm. it. I just know that he had to receive hormone therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that um, it's important that they, the children get the hormone therapy before they hit puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what happens. Well, what if you don't catch it? What if the parents just, I mean, I have three boys, so comparing one kid to the other two, I was like, oh, I the other two, the other ones, but, yeah. you know, like there's something there. Um, and then his was just, you know, the middle child having like the tiniest one. I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is a problem or, but um, hormone therapy made a difference because you saw an improvement in that. And he hasn't hit puberty yet anyway. So um hoping that it was caught in time and maybe you know, um, yeah, you, I, I mean, know usually what. with the exam and the pediatrician is going to see and notice that maybe there isn't the growth that they would expect and then start hormone therapy. And that's the idea, right? You have lower levels of hormones early on that boost naturally during puberty. So you maintain those levels and then puberty surges and increases mm-hmm. there. So it sounds like you're on the right track, but it is, it's hard as a and newborn if you to don't tell. notice it. If you don't like it's not like micro, right. It, it may it may it may affect other things as well because these hormones aren't just due with penile size. Sometimes they're related to growth and other physiologic functions in the body. So often you see other things with development and growth, and then that's sort of your trigger that we need to replace these hormones. So hopefully it's caught in time. Yeah, and then the, we got we got catch up time too. And I can't wait till he watches this as a, as a teenager. His friends watch this. You know, but you no, know what? I'm you can tell him he's got the biggest one of them all now. So yeah, right. <laughs> I was to do the episode with you guys more for the fact that I don't want it to seem like I'm making fun of my child. No, absolutely not. But then I'm like, at the same time, if he grows up, then I, my other thought was having three boys. Two boys at some point, you know, start to compare. Like when they're teenagers, is it like go Sebastian? And mine was kid next to me. Then it becomes like a psychological thing, I guess. Is there a way to like, you know, get them to cope with something? Like, I mean, I'm a single mom with three boys, so like, yeah. How do you get kids to understand that it's okay if they're smaller? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I dealt with that at a young age. I had a uh, me and my buddy went. We're in the woods and. Uh, he had to take a piss, right? So, you know, whatever, 12, 13 years old, you don't think about, you know, anything. He just whipped it out, started pissing, and I'm like, I don't got that, man. Mm. This this was like, Jesus. So, I'm thinking to myself, am I, psychologically, and I didn't go home and tell my mom or dad, mm-hmm. you know, Johnny's penis is, uh, a, you know, a rifle. <laughs> So, so 
I dealt with that going, all right, is that normal? But then I went to Camp Hastings. Here's another here's another story. I was at a, a camp in uh, junior high school, and we all had to shower together, mm -hmm. right? Went into the shower, and there was this kid, Tony, uh, in our in our school, who was 12 or 13, but <laughs> had a beard, all right? So when he was showering, he was well endowed. So as a kid growing up, I saw periodically through my life a lot of... Um, yeah. Penises that didn't really... Uh, I didn't see a lot of penises. <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a coming of age story. I was in the woods with my best friend urinating. And I saw a lot of cock when I was in my teens. No, I was just seeing him like people okay. people pissing or, or shower. And, you know, as, as a kid, you were like, oh, wow, you know, I, I don't have what he has. I, I just. No, I think, yeah. For, here's another question, and this might be really inappropriate, but I'm going to ask it anyway because this is a show and it's for entertainment value. Does the penis over time uh, decrease in size? Decrease in size? Yeah. Does an 80-year-old man have the same size penis he has when he was 21? I'm just, I'm just, yeah. a, did, did you ever think about this? No. I, the room hasn't. I mean, <laughs> God, you must stay you up know? at night. Like, this is. Wouldn't you want to know? Do you think an older man has the same size he did when he was 21? Ask your father. I don't know. I mean, I'm dating around. No, let me know. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think, but as a mother, I think when these questions come up, you know, everybody develops differently and at different times. And just because we're a certain way now may not always be that way. You know, I, re I remember in high school, this boy, he was the captain of the basketball team, football team, soccer team, every team. Why? Because he was the biggest kid. I remember him as being like gigantor. Yeah. And I came back from my high school reunion and this kid came up to me and I'm like, hey. And he's like, hey. And it was that kid. He was 5'7". But if you're 5'7 in sixth grade, you're gigantic. Mm -hmm. But then everybody else caught up. And I never got to be captain of anything because of him. But the point is things change and you're just there to be supportive. Sebastian's in therapy. It's all the same. Well... Uh, we, we appreciate you sharing such an intimate part of your, your life, and uh, we, we, uh, we're glad to know that your son is on track to, uh, to coming into his Thank own as a, as a young <laughs> man. Micro penis. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, hail the micro penis. Thanks Take for coming and, on. And, yes. and enjoy Thank your you. day. Um, you too. Thank I, you. I, I, you got have, it. I have a challenge. Find me another podcast where micro penis has been mentioned. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. And, like, you know, you got a lot of podcasts out there, right? And I would challenge anybody out there to bring me a clip of anybody, anybody talking about a micro penis. And then on top of that, anybody sharing a story about when they were 12 year old in the woods and seeing their buddy's hog. Yeah. You taught a rifle. <laughs> yeah. Christmas wrapping right now, building some toys and wait, been running around building some building. toys. Building, what are you guys building? What's 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 man? <laughs> this is awesome. What is so it? Build your own engine. Wow, this is above my pay grade. Wait, you put it together for them? 
What's that? You did you make that from scratch? That came with a kit. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No, that's great. That is something else. How old? How, how old is your son? Six months. <laughs> Two. Two. Nice. Nice. So what do we got? A, a, a <laughs> urination uh, issue here? Uh, holding in the pee? Yes, our daughter for as long as I can remember now at this point. So, so what? Uh, what cause? Have you heard about this? Yeah, you know, some kids they just behaviorally they just try to hold it. She's she's too. Is she potty trained yet? Not the potty trained. No, this is my daughter, so she's sick. So Got she's it. fully potty trained. It's been potty trained for years. And uh, just we'll hold it for such a long time. We've tried bringing her to like a GI doctor. Haven't really gotten too much response out of it. It's just like possibly constipation. But, you know, I don't know. She doesn't have accidents, but she just will hold it. And- yeah. So she doesn't have accidents. No. Okay. And she's not constant. She hasn't had a history of constipation. I think no. so. The, the, but the, like the, my concern is like, you know, is she going to have like, you know, like a, you know, get sick from something just holding for so long. Yeah. And, you know. Typically. Not. So the reason we ask for constipation questions, cause mm-hmm. I know you were you're like, wow, how, how did that come up? Um, so when you have a lot of poop in there, then often it affects the outlet of the bladder. So, Kids won't fully empty the bladder. Sometimes they'll hold. It also can predispose you to like urinary tract infections. Has she had any urinary tract infections? No, we don't know that she might have. Well, scares. <laughs> uh, just kicked on. Sorry about that. No worries. What just kicked on? Um, what happened? There was a couple of scares with that where we, um, you know, tested it out, but. Uh, you know, brought out to doctor for UTIs, but um, nothing was ever confirmed. Yeah. I mean, in reality, if somebody holds their urine, it's not going to hurt them. Eventually, she's going to have to go so badly. She's going to have to go. A lot of times with kids like this, they have accidents, which she's not having, which is great. Sometimes they get recurrent urinary tract infections, which hasn't happened. So in general, it is behavioral. I mean, I would probably try to take the pressure totally off her, not make a big deal, because I think the more... You talk about it, the more you say you have to do it, I think then behaviorally she's going to hold on to it tighter. I think it's nice to have sort of timed voiding. So you pick certain times of the day where you would naturally go to the bathroom first thing in the morning, after school, before bed. We just ask her to sit and try. Not a big deal if she doesn't, but try because often just sitting there, then you go. And then otherwise we sort of back off a little bit and it usually gets better over time considering none of the negative effects have happened and it's not going to hurt her. It just feels yucky. Yeah. Yeah. So like you were just saying about the behavioral, um, I remember when she was really smooth, like two, um, her daycare almost like act as if you know, she was having accidents on purpose, uh, which I was shocked at. I was shocked to hear this. Um, so I think maybe she got a little bit of shame mm. from the daycare lady. Oh, wow. And she may be, she may be holding on to that, yeah. you know, which it, it, like I said, it, it kind of set me back when, you know, I had said, oh, she had an accident in daycare 
lady says, oh, it's not an accident. She knew what she was doing. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. She's two years old. I, I don't think she knows, you know. Yeah. So I think there might have been a little bit of a, uh, got reprimanded and maybe somehow you know, mentally she, she kind of got affected by that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think just taking the pressure off is good. You tell her wherever you want to go, whenever you want to go, you just let us know and we take all the sure. pressure off. Well, what do you think? What do I think? I, yeah. I think we go find this daycare lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, yeah, she's long gone anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, just, I was just adding some humor to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's the longest you can hold your pee? I got, I got, I got a pee question on my, my side. Um, uh, we've, we've talked about this amongst other friends and family and whatnot. When kids or adults, whoever, go pee, yeah, in the in the toilet, yeah. if you see foam, mm -hmm. are you dying? No. How often do you see foam? That is. Uh, I'm sorry. That's, that's, I, 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 the light bulb went off. Yeah, on his, it, his head. you guys are about you guys are about the same age. So no. I haven't seen that in a while, and I saw it the other day when I went to yeah. I, I think it, you got a heavy stream. You're making bubbles. No, no, no. no. Well, I, I've heard. Yeah. And, and, and again. Ooh, way beyond my pay grade. If there is foam, yeah. there could be a, a, a protein that might be entering your mm -hmm. uh, uh, bladder. Yeah. And causing and, and cause, kidney it, issues because if you're excreting protein, it's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, issues. yeah. It, but one thing your doctor always checks at every visit is urinalysis, so they're checking for that protein, blood, signs of inflammation, so they should be checking for that. Uh, well, no, I, I've had my urine checked, but at times it looks like yeah. the head of a beer. Yeah, I think you know? intermittently, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too. What kind of beer? Well, intermittently. <laughs> um, I think we're looking. You spent a lot of time looking I look at, at everything. feces and urine and friends in the woods, like lots of different things <laughs> going on here. Well, let me ask you. And I don't want. I don't want to. You know, bring this into the toilet. Do you, when you go to the bathroom, do you look at your urine to see if there's anything different? You're asking me, right? Yeah, you. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's, I think it's natural because that's the way we're facing anyway. And yes, I always look. You know, obviously the color, the darker it is. I, I right, correct me if I'm wrong, but you need a little more water in yeah. your system. Yeah, you kind of analyze it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm not that off. I mean, what the, you're, you're looking at me like I'm nuts. No, but when you said I know his <laughs> eyes did light up. It was yeah, just because like, these questions that people have that I they don't even know, know that they have. I know. It is, yeah. <laughs> That's why you're yeah, here. But Bring up you, the questions everybody has. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, just just the other day, I, I it's funny you you brought that up because the, just the other day I said, man, that's a lot more foamy than I've seen in a long time. Damn right it is. Yeah, you both right. you both should go see the same urologist, <laughs> doctor. Uh, yeah. Well, we appreciate your call, guys. Thanks, guys. Good Take luck care. building Thank toys. I love it. Bye. 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 Awesome. <laughs> Take care. You got it. I, I think more people yeah. should be doing an analysis of things like that. Their you body. don't yeah. You don't you don't have this because 
you're a doctor, and I believe doctors are not hypochondriacs. So I think you can go one of two ways. You either are super or you're not at all. I tend not to be at all. I got this thing on my thumb that has been here for years and it's not coming off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, if so, I had that on my thumb, yeah. I'd be in the in the emergency. So we'll, we'll, we'll post that. I have a, a cyst on my thumb that I don't know what you guys do at your holiday parties, but there was a, uh, a hand surgeon there and he said, you want me to see if it's fluid? And I said, sure. And there's like 30 people. I went, I go, what do you need? He goes, I need some lidocaine. I need 20, 25 gauge needle. I need some. Blah, blah, blah. I went to my office, got it, came back, kitchen table, everybody around, betadined, needle in there, Aubrey's face, my daughter. Oh, she's going to pass out. Never going to be a doctor. And uh, there was no fluid in there. So what is that? Uh, they think it's like a sebaceous cyst. They just got to scoop it out like a, like a grapefruit. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. There you have it, people. You're going to see that. You're going to see that we'll in its that. entirety on the Instagram this page. This is what we do at Hanukkah parties. Yeah, lakas and thumb cysts. <laughs> hey, what up, y'all? Hey, do I have my camera right? I'm going to need to turn it to the side. No, it's beautiful. We uh, we see oh, yeah. you. He, he's hit y'all and y'all. Y'all life, man. It's like talking to my wife. She's from Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, so you get a lot of y'alls in your house? Oh yeah, a lot of y'alls. That's uh, that's and I spent seven seven weeks in Mobile, Alabama. So I believe that's where you're from. Did you? Yeah, doing a movie. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's amazing. What I mean, what movie is it? Should I have seen it? No, 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 no. It's it's coming out. It's coming out in May. Uh, it's uh, it's a it's a comedy, uh, loosely based I on my you. life. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. Can I tell you something before we start this? Yeah. I, I usually do these things and you have no idea who I'm talking to. And um, and I'm never educated because I have six kids and I'm just a songwriter. I don't pay attention to anything, but I know who you are. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, listen to this, your, your bit about when the doorbell rings is absolutely iconic in my brain like that is my childhood like everybody came in mom was glad to see people and now we all hide and i just want <laughs> you to know that that like i literally saw your face and was like that's the guy that's, so anyway that's that's the saint the guy that's it well i appreciate that that's very sweet of you to say and i, I appreciate you uh you uh, say a lot of people relate to that, but it's very multi-generational and uh, and uh, people could relate to it. And I, I'm fascinated that you have six kids, right? Yes, sir. Now, yes, sir. you being in the entertainment business and I've all, I, I love to ask uh, these questions to people that, yeah. that have a family and are entertainers. How do you balance fatherhood and your career uh or do you even uh, think about man, it I, I don't think about it because it's just not possible i mean my, my wife and I moved here in 2004 uh, and you know everybody was like hey you know wait on the whole family thing if you're going to do the music thing you know, it's not really conducive to having a big family and so we got pregnant and then people were like oh you know you can do it with one but you probably don't want more you know, and then we got pregnant again. And then it's like, you know, we just did not listen to anyone who said 
that it wouldn't make sense, you know, in my work. Hey, you're an entertainer, you know, the travel. And um, it has not been easy to balance. And I'll, I'll say my saving grace is that my wife has always homeschooled our kids. So that allowed me to be a present father in a line of work where you normally don't get to do that. So, so really, to me, that was the, that was the saving grace. Obviously not for everybody, you know, homeschooling, but all my, all my kids are homeschooled. And so they travel with us on the bus and balance. That's not the word I would use. I mean, it's, it is chaos. There's dogs everywhere. There's kids everywhere, trash everywhere, but it's, it's, it brings it, you know, we're, we're able to be together, you know, but man, I mean, I would never say, I would never dare say I've ever had a good balance with it that's always been a fight you know a tug of war for sure yeah no i wrestle with that myself just and i only got two kids uh and like what's i I never wanted to be like in montana doing a show and then my kid is doing a recital you know i I, yeah I, i wanted to be there for for them throughout those kind of you know those those years that were they're kind of young so um What's the age range? Man, I get it. My, so my kids are almost 17. My, my oldest daughter is 16 and my youngest is 19. And, um, you know, to your point, you know, talking about the Montana and the Rosado, you know, my dad was a real estate agent. And, I mean, bro was glued to his phone. You know what I mean? And I took it personally growing up. You know, I would, I would look on the sideline and see my mom by herself. And, and be like, Dad, come it, you know, and uh, and that that kind of honestly, I think I kind of overcorrected. And honestly, I don't know if I'm doing it right, but um, you know how it is, man. You just want to, you just, you know, the other day my son drummed for a a church like youth group thing, and I I just begged, I was like, can I can I just go to the rehearsal? Is that dorky, you know? And, you know, thank, thank goodness he was like, yeah, it's cool. You know, you can go. And I just try to be at everything I can because, you know, like you said, you know, there's some opportunities you just can't, you know. Yeah. And, and um, you know, your kids will understand when they get older. But it's hard as a kid. I remember as a kid, it was hard not to take it personally. Like, oh, dad would rather be working, you know, than be here. And uh, it's just tough. You know, it's tough to understand that when we're a little kid. Absolutely. So having six kids, um, is this something that you come from a big family and you wanted a big family, come from a small family? I'm always fascinated when once you start going past three or four, is it like? Are, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, everybody always asks. They're like, "You all Mormon? You Catholic?" You know, they they always give us the the the, the routine questions. But um, I came from a family of nine, and my my household was crazy. My my mom had four kids. She had three boys and a girl, and my dad came from a previous marriage with three girls and a boy, and then they got married and had me. And so my you know, honestly, I'm closer in age to a lot of my nieces and nephews. So I, I always love just tons of kids, you know, tons of family. And so, 
you know, Lainey and I didn't have like a number in mind, but, um, you know, we just kept going. They kept everything we spit out was good. You know, let's see what comes out next. Now we do have, honestly, this, this makes people think we're crazy, but we would have more than my wife. We lost our seventh. Our seventh was a stillborn and it just, it crushed us. And, um, but it also really made us even more grateful for the ones we have, mm-hmm. you know? And so that, that changed us in beautiful ways, honestly. But, uh, man, I love my kids and I'm at, you know, back to their ages. I'm, I'm starting to feel that pain of, of them leaving. You know, I'm looking at my, my daughter, and, you know, I'm, I'm always talked a big game. Like, Oh no, I want y'all to leave. I want you to spread your wings. And now that I'm I'm seeing them begin to spread, I'm I'm, I'm like, hold up, we're buddies. You know, you can stay if you want. <laughs> you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I know you you got uh, teenage daughters. Uh, I only have a five year old and three year old, so they're small. But he's got teenage daughters, and he's kind of yeah. coming into that. Yeah, we we go through that. You know, when they're misbehave, we're like, oh, they only have four more years with us, and then the rest of the time, we're like, oh, we right. only have four more years with you. Oh no. I know. I know, man. I mean, it's, it is, it's so cliche, but good Lord, it's the truth that you just, you're holding them in one hand. And then one day they're like almost your height and you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're adults, you know, in your house and it's, and it's fun, but it, I can feel that sting. I mean, there, there will be tears shed, you know, that first night. Mila's not now. Awesome. I mean, she has, she has been a rock. For, for our marriage, for our family, you know, she, she has been going through some tough times for sure. We were just talking, Sebastian was just saying how, you know, he just watched his daughter in a recital and he was in the back by himself bawling. And oh. I can tell you are, you are a proud Papa and there's probably many of these moments, but do you have like a, uh, like a big proud Papa moment you can, you can remember? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, there's, a, there's those obvious moments, uh, you know, and I'm sure you guys can relate. It's it's when my kids uh, are face to face with adversity, and you know they get up. Uh, is when that really just choked me up. Um, you know, I've seen just the your your normal like your, my son bays in a baseball slump. You know, and you can tell he's getting up to the plate, and he's not doing what he feels like he's capable of doing. And then he gets up and he gets himself out of it, you know, rather than kind of wallowing in that, like, ah, what am I doing? You know, he figured it out. Um, same with my daughter, Leela. Like I'm noticing she, she's experiencing the whole broken heart thing a little bit you know, and, and just relationships are getting a little more complicated as she gets older. And I love watching her navigate. Um, one thing I just watched my daughter do is um, in my show, I have uh, three professional dancers. They've been dancing their entire life. And I basically watched Leela start at the at basically ground zero, learn the whole show with these, you know, these girls who have worked their whole lives, you know, to dance professionally. And she joined them. And I didn't, the, the only favor I did is give her the opportunity and i told her you know if if you can't hack it it's no big deal you shouldn't be ashamed these people have danced their entire life 
you know, but at the end of my tour, we were face to face, you know, the whole night in this show together. And I was like, this is iconic. I will, I will remember this to the day I die. You and me standing on the stage, performing in front of 10,000 people, just having fun, you know? And, um, you know, she worked her butt off, but man, I am such a puddle. I mean, my kids could literally like blow a bubble with bubble gum. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I am, I'm the, the sappiest, you know, dad. And I have to ask my kids, man, is it, it embarrass you? You know, when I'm, you know, I used to get off the road and, you know, I know the coach hated this, but, I would go into the dugout and hug my son. You know, I hadn't seen him in a week. And I'd be like, I don't care what any of you dads say. I'm going to to physically hug my son. I will not wait till this game is over. And y'all, you can judge. You can do whatever you want. But I'm going to give him a hug, you know. And um, so, I don't know. Maybe I go a little no, I could relate to that. Even at this recital last night, I'm watching Serafina and – we were up high, and I knew she was looking for us. I was going to run down and tell her in the middle of the thing, we're up there. We came, you know, and, and I'm like, is that is that appropriate? Now, when they see you, you know, when they're scanning the audience and then they, you get eye to eye and they light up and you light up, oh, it's, it's, the yeah. it's, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. That's the moment. That's the moment. So I know you've, you've had uh, – uh, we won't keep you much longer – I know you have No, you're good. I love this. Okay, I you've had six kids. You've kind of been through colds, flus, what have you. Was there one thing in particular that you had a question about? And if you don't, that's fine to ask uh, uh the doctor um in regards to, you know, we've had callers call in and say, "Hey, uh just the last caller we had, uh, her son's penis is small." Uh, we, we've, <laughs> we've got no, uh, she, she needs to look at her husband. <laughs> <laughs> she should have, she should have married somebody. So another dude. <laughs> well, I found out there's a Funny, thing, man. there's a thing called micro penis, which is, a, oh yeah. Which is, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, give me a go. <laughs> I've heard of this. But, uh, no, I mean, if you had a question or anything in regards to pediatrics that you were like, oh, I want to ask a doctor. Or, or anything that's come up with your kids that yeah. was, like, concerning. Like, Sebastian's daughter was in the hospital with some breathing stuff. Anything come up uh, with the kids? No, you know, I, I actually, um, we are, this may, you know, and, and you, I don't know if, like, this is a controversial topic to bring up. I've been known to say the wrong thing before so far me, but the um when I'm actually going to Rwanda soon and all of my kids are not they're all different levels of vaccination. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm just curious, like you know, have you done any of that? Like traveling abroad, would you recommend just going to get A through Z? Like let's just load them up, like do you, do you catch them up? week by week like i don't we're, we're not like pediatric regulars in yeah. the house so i don't really know um maybe some advice on that yes yeah, so, we're going in march okay mm -hmm. so 
you've often heard we're going to whatever South yeah. Africa. You need these shots to to sure. go there. Uh, do people not get these shots and just go in and see what happens, or what's the recommendation? Yeah, I mean, sometimes on for international travel, and it really depends. You know, the CDC website has you, where you're going, what time of year, different illnesses are more likely, mosquito right. illnesses, things like that. Um, and in countries like where you're going, you know, sometimes malaria prophylaxis is important, like taking medicine so you don't get malaria. And then there's other medicines like typhoid and yellow fever. And these aren't your typical vaccines, right? We don't do it in the United States because we don't have to worry right. about these illnesses, though it is often worthwhile at least to have that discussion with a travel doctor about it for both you and your wife and the kids, because these illnesses are much more serious and because of where you're going. And it really, again, depends right. on the city and the time of the year and and what's going on and then you know as they get older a lot of the vaccines they may have gotten as children if they haven't you sort of outgrow them like we okay. don't we don't give them but then there's some older vaccines that also may be worthwhile for international travel as well as being in the united states things like meningitis and things like tetanus because again these are more serious things that they could be exposed to so it's probably worth the conversation especially a big trip like this just for the sake of uh you know prevention as best as possible right. yeah yeah no we'll def we'll definitely check in uh, with a doctor we trust i think he i think he actually lived over there yeah for some time you know Perfect. so he knows being realistically like yeah what's you know, likely what's not exactly right right yeah so you can go enjoy Okay, and the final question this the song you had I only know it as the Applebee's song right yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, this was a song that became popular. There's also a dance attached to the song. I right. often wondered: Do you, the artist, are you working with TikTok people and going, "Here's this song. Come up with a dance as a as a as like a promotional tool for the song, or does this uh, does this all uh, happen organically?" Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone believes me like when I answer this question because, because look, here's the deal, guys. Coming out of COVID, I had had 30 something seven days with no show. Um, I had no clue what was about to happen with my music career. You know, it, it was, we were, we're kind of have to like recharge it, you know, because I hadn't been out there playing, I hadn't had a lot of music out. I had an EP coming, which had six songs on it. And, I mean, they were all right. But one of the songs on that EP was Fancy Like. I had no contact with Applebee's. I had no, I, I, I never even assumed Applebee's would even like the song. I just loved the song. And over COVID, my daughter got on TikTok. My team said, hey, you need a TikTok. I was a little frustrated. I had literally just figured out Instagram. So I was like, <laughs> man, I don't need another social platform. So my daughter and I did a bunch of dances just for fun. You know, we would do the trendy ones and make up a few. One scene, literally the three days after Fancy Like was released, my daughter, we came home from church. She said, yo, dad, Fancy Like needs a dance. You guys, I'm not lying. We made up that dance. Less than 30 minutes. My wife filmed it twice. We posted it. 
And by the next next Sunday, it had over 15 million views, and the internet was broken. Applebee's was calling. Um, it was insanity. I mean, I literally went from like, hey, I'm just chilling at the house, you know, hadn't shaved in 100 years, and then all of a sudden, on the Today Show, and that dance, every freaking way you look. I mean, not, none of it was planned absolutely none of it now now i'm like man how do we do that again and i can't i can't figure it out it's crazy that's nuts we're gonna get sebastian to do that dance we're gonna we'll send it come on yeah we're gonna you gotta do it we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and your daughter must have a pass for everything now i mean if she does anything wrong she'll be like but dad remember the applebee's dance (laughs) remember the dance yeah no we have a uh my honestly, the coolest thing I ever got out of this was I got a gold card. It's like free Applebee's for life. So I mean, when, we, when I get to hang with y'all, I'll take you, you and your families. It's on me. Let's do Dude. it, man. We're going to Applebee's. Let's go. Well, Let's go. Listen, man. We really appreciate taking a sliver of your time to talk to us today. And uh, where where are you at? Where are you in Tennessee? I'm in Nashville. Yeah, I'm actually right south of it. Sensation. Right. And uh, I'm actually meeting the kids. We're uh, we're doing the Santa picture today. You know the Amazing. yearly oh. thing. So nice. that's what we're about to do. But man, I love being with y'all. Anytime, y'all are good. Dude. All right, next time in Nashville, we're hitting app, uh, uh, Applebee's and uh, and uh, getting a bite to eat. Really appreciate you, huge Let's fan go. and bigger fan now. Amazing. Yeah. What is you uh? You got any like new specials coming out? Yeah, I got a new one on Netflix. It just came out last Tuesday. Let's go. What's it called? It's called Is It Me? Okay. Let's go. I'm going to go check it out right. tonight, man. It's awesome. I appreciate All you. Right. Merry yeah, Christmas. Thank you. Take care. See you. Back at family. Um, I'm sorry. Listening to that, man, uh-huh. he seems like. There was three moments where I was going to cry. I, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, was it just me? No, he just seems amazing. He's so modest and he's such a great dad. And I want to just go hang out with him. I want to cuddle up on a couch with him <laughs> and watch a movie. Like, no, didn't you feel that way? Was, like everything came out of his mouth was like perfect. I know. Everything is like this guy is like the perfect man. Yeah. Six kids just got back from church. Yeah. Where do you hear that in L.A.? Uh, no, but I mean, being, being on stage, I mean, you can relate to this. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Being on stage with his daughter and traveling with his kids, and he just wants to be a present dad, and the fact he can do everything he does, and he's going to do Santa pictures. Santa pictures, and on top of that, here's another one that, that threw me. Six kids homeschooled. Yeah. Now, me, if I had to homeschool my kids, yeah. I would say – they're going to have problems. Yeah, I can't even help them with homework. Yeah. <laughs> so You know how confident you have to be in your intelligence to go, I want to give what I know to my kids? <laughs> That's another level, bro. There's no way I could teach my kids the, the basic foundation of what they might need to flourish. <laughs> I just, I want, honestly, after that, I want a recurring segment called Y'all Parenting, where he just comes on and just gives a tidbit 
every once in a while yeah. because I will be all ears open. I know. That so. guy is fantastic. Well, another great show. Walker Hayes, one of the nicest guys I think I've ever spoken to. I could sit and speak with him for days. Guy's uh, amazing. Three times during that interview, I wanted to weep. <laughs> all right? The guy has a voice where he almost is on the verge of tears. Uh, talked about the micro penis. Talked about pissing in the woods. Talked about foaming the urine. I mean, it's just things that you don't see covered in any other podcast. Now, if you have a question about your kids and you can't get it answered, come here. Daddy versus doctor. This man right here is a wealth of knowledge. Not only the education that he received, but the 20 years of experience in pediatrics and with my commentary on top of this, I don't how, see how a can better, you go wrong. I don't see yeah. a better uh email us daddy versus doctor at gmail. If you can't get on with us and you just want to, you know, have a question answered, we have a mailbag that we pick from. We pick and choose. So uh, email us there. Have a great day. And uh, can we play us out? Do we have licensing on Walker Hayes' fancy life to play us out of here? If not, we're going to get a cheaper version at a library that... We have access. <laughs> we can hum it, right? No, even if you hum it, you got to pay for it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. won't hum it then. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.